Genesis chapters 36 through 44 of the Holy Bible, American Standard Version. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 36 Now these are the generations of Esau. The same is Edom. Esau took his wives of the daughters of Canaan, Adah, the daughter of Elon the Hittite, and Aholabamah, the daughter of Anah, the daughter of Zibion the Hivite, and Bezamath, Ishmael's daughter, sister of Nebaioth. And Adah bare to Esau Eliphaz, and Bezamath bare Reuel, and Aholabamah bare Jeush, and Jalem, and Korah. These are the sons of Esau that were born unto him in the land of Canaan. And Esau took his wives, and his sons, and his daughters, and all the souls of his house, and his cattle, and all his beasts, and all his possessions, which he had gathered in the land of Canaan, and went into a land away from his brother Jacob, for their substance was too great for them to dwell together, and the land of their sojournings could not bear them because of their cattle. And Esau dwelt in Mount Seir. Esau is Edom. And these are the generations of Esau, the father of the Edomites, in Mount Seir. These are the names of Esau's sons, Eliphaz, the son of Adah, the wife of Esau, Reuel, the son of Bezamath, the wife of Esau, and the sons of Eliphaz were Teman, Omar, Zepho, and Gatum, and Kenaz. And Timnah was concubine to Eliphaz, Esau's son, and she bare to Eliphaz Amalek. These are the sons of Adah, Esau's wife. And these are the sons of Reuel, Nahath, and Zerah, Shema, and Mizah. These were the sons of Bezamath, Esau's wife. And these were the sons of Aholabamah, the daughter of Anah, the daughter of Zibion, Esau's wife. And she bare to Esau Jeush, and Jalem, and Korah. These are the chiefs of the sons of Esau, the sons of Eliphaz, the firstborn of Esau, chief Teman, chief Omar, chief Zepho, chief Kenaz, chief Korah, chief Gatum, chief Amalek. These are the chiefs that came of Eliphaz in the land of Edom. These are the sons of Adah. And these are the sons of Reuel, Esau's son, chief Nahath, chief Zerah, chief Shema, chief Mizah. These are the chiefs that came of Reuel in the land of Edom. These are the sons of Bezamath, Esau's wife. And these are the sons of Aholabamah, Esau's wife, chief Jeush, chief Jalem, chief Korah. These are the chiefs that came of Aholabamah, the daughter of Anah, Esau's wife. These are the sons of Esau, and these are their chiefs. The same is Edom. These are the sons of Seir, the Horite, the inhabitants of the land, Lotan, and Shobal, and Zibion, and Anah, and Dishan, and Ezer, and Dishan. These are the chiefs that came of the Horites, the children of Seir in the land of Edom. And the children of Lotan were Horai and Heman, and Lotan's sister was Timnah. And these are the children of Shobal, Alvan, and Manahath, and Ebal, Shepho, and Onam. And these are the children of Zibion, Aiah, and Anah. This is Anah, who found the hot springs in the wilderness, as he fed the asses of Zibion his father. And these are the children of Anah, Dishan, and Oholabamah, the daughter of Anah. And these are the children of Dishan, Himdan, 
and Ishban, and Ithran, and Chiran. These are the children of Ezer, Bilhan, and Zeavan, and Achan. These are the children of Dishan, Uz, and Aran. These are the chiefs that came of the Horites, Chief Lotan, Chief Shobal, Chief Zibion, Chief Ana, Chief Dishan, Chief Ezer, Chief Dishan. These are the chiefs that came of the Horites, according to their chiefs in the land of Seir. And these are the kings that reigned in the land of Edom before there reigned any king over the children of Israel. And Bela the son of Beor reigned in Edom, and the name of his city was Dinheba. And Bela died, and Jobab the son of Zerah of Bozrah reigned in his stead. And Jobab died, and Husham of the land of the Temanites reigned in his stead. And Husham died, and Hadad, the son of Bedad, who smote Midian in the field of Moab, reigned in his stead. And the name of his city was Avith. And Hadad died, and Samla of Masrikah reigned in his stead. And Samla died, and Sheol of Rehoboth by the river reigned in his stead. And Sheol died, and Baal-Hanan, the son of Akbor reigned in his stead. And Baal-Hanan, the son of Akbor, died, and Hadar reigned in his stead, and the name of his city was Peu, and his wife's name was Mehetabel, the daughter of Matred, the daughter of Mizahab. And these are the names of the chiefs that came of Esau, according to their families, after their places, by their names. Chief Timnah, Chief Alva, Chief Jetheth, Chief Aholabema, Chief Elah, Chief Pinon, Chief Kenaz, Chief Teman, Chief Mibzar, Chief Magdil, Chief Iram. These are the chiefs of Edom, according to their habitations in the land of their possession. This is Esau, the father of the Edomites. End of chapter 36 Chapter 37 And Jacob dwelt in the land of his father's sojournings, in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being seventeen years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren, and he was a lad with the sons of Bilhah, and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought the evil report of them unto their father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children, because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. And his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, and they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Hear, I pray you, this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose, and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves came round about, and made obeisance to my sheaf. And his brethren said to him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us? Or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams, and for his words. And he dreamed yet another dream, and told it to his brethren, and said, Behold, I have dreamed yet a dream, and behold, the sun and the moon and eleven stars made obeisance to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren, and his father rebuked him, and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? 
Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee to the earth? And his brethren envied him, but his father kept the saying in mind. And his brethren went to feed their father's flock in Shechem. And Israel said unto Joseph, Are not thy brethren feeding the flock in Shechem? Come, and I will send thee unto them. And he said to him, Here am I. And he said to him, Go now, see whether it is well with thy brethren, and well with the flock, and bring me word again. So he sent him out of the vale of Hebron, and he came to Shechem. And a certain man found him, and, behold, he was wandering in the field. And the man asked him, saying, What seekest thou? And he said, I am seeking my brethren. Tell me, I pray thee, where they are feeding the flock. And the man said, They are departed hence. For I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. And Joseph went after his brethren, and found them in Dothan. And they saw him afar off, and before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him, and cast him into one of the pits. And we will say, An evil beast hath devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. And Reuben heard it, and delivered him out of their hand, and said, Let us not take his life. And Reuben said unto them, Shed no blood, cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness, but lay no hand upon him, that he might deliver him out of their hand, to restore him to his father. And it came to pass, when Joseph was come unto his brethren, that they stripped Joseph of his coat, the coat of many colors that was on him. And they took him and cast him into the pit, and the pit was empty, there was no water in it. And they sat down to eat bread, and they lifted up their eyes and looked, and behold, a caravan of Ishmaelites was coming from Gilead, with their camels bearing spicery and balm and myrrh, going to carry it down to Egypt. And Judah said unto his brethren, What profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother, our flesh. And his brethren hearkened unto him. And there passed by Midianites, merchantmen, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit, and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for twenty pieces of silver. And they brought Joseph into Egypt. And Reuben returned unto the pit, and behold, Joseph was not in the pit, and he rent his clothes. And he returned unto his brethren, and said, The child is not, and I, whither shall I go? And they took Joseph's coat, and killed a he-goat, and dipped the coat in the blood. And they sent the coat of many colors, and they brought it to their father, and said, This have we found, know now whether it is thy son's coat or not. And he knew it, and said, It is my son's coat. An evil beast hath devoured him. Joseph is without doubt torn in pieces. And Jacob rent his garments, and put sackcloth upon his loins, and mourned for his son many days. And all his sons and all his daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And he said, For I will go down to Sheol to my son mourning. And his father wept for him, and the Midianites sold him into Egypt unto Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh's, the captain of the guard. End of chapter 37 Chapter 38 And it came to pass at that time that Judah went down from his brethren, and turned in to a certain Adunamite, whose name was Hira.
And Judah saw there a daughter of a certain Canaanite, whose name was Shua. And he took her and went in unto her. And she conceived and bare a son, and he called his name Ur. And she conceived again and bare a son, and she called his name Onan. And she yet again bare a son, and called his name Shelah. And he was at Kizib when she bare him. And Judah took a wife for Ur his firstborn, and her name was Tamar. And Ur Judah's firstborn was wicked in the sight of Jehovah, and Jehovah slew him. And Judah said unto Onan, Go in unto thy brother's wife, and perform the duty of a husband's brother unto her, and raise up seed to thy brother. And Onan knew that the seed would not be his, and it came to pass, when he went in unto his brother's wife, that he spilled it on the ground, lest he should give seed to his brother. And the thing which he did was evil in the sight of Jehovah, and he slew him also. Then said Judah to Tamar his daughter-in-law, Remain a widow in thy father's house, till Shelah my son be grown up. For he said, Lest he also die like his brethren. And Tamar went and dwelt in her father's house. And in process of time Shua's daughter, the wife of Judah, died. And Judah was comforted, and went up unto his sheep-shearers to Timnah, he and his friend Hira the Adulamite. And it was told Tamar, saying, Behold, thy father-in-law goeth up to Timnah to shear his sheep. And she put off from her the garments of her widowhood, and covered herself with her veil, and wrapped herself, and sat in the gate of Enaim which is by the way to Timnah. For she saw that Shelah was grown up, and she was not given unto him to wife. When Judah saw her, he thought her to be a harlot, for she had covered her face. And he turned unto her by the way, and said, Come, I pray thee, let me come in unto thee. For he knew not that she was his daughter-in-law. And she said, what wilt thou give me, that thou mayest come in unto me? And he said, I will send thee a kid of the goats from the flock. And she said, Wilt thou give me a pledge till thou send it? And he said, What pledge shall I give thee? And she said, Thy signet, and thy cord, and thy staff that is in thy hand. And he gave them to her, and came in unto her, and she conceived by him. And she arose and went away, and put off her veil from her, and put on the garments of her widowhood. And Judah sent the kid of the goats by the hand of his friend the Adulamite to receive the pledge from the woman's hand. But he found her not. Then he asked the men of her place, saying, where is the prostitute that was at Enaim by the wayside? And they said, There hath been no prostitute here. And he returned to Judah, and said, I have not found her. And also the men of the place said, There hath been no prostitute here. And Judah said, Let her take it to her, lest we be put to shame. Behold, I sent this kid, and thou hast not found her. And it came to pass, about three months after, that it was told Judah, saying, Tamar, thy daughter-in-law, hath played the harlot. And moreover, behold, she is with child by whoredom. And Judah said, Bring her forth, and let her be burnt. When she was brought forth, she sent to her father-in-law, saying, by the man whose these are am I with child. And she said, Discern, I pray thee, whose are these, the signet, and the cords, and the staff. And Judah acknowledged them, and said, She is more righteous than I, forasmuch as I gave her not to Shelah my son. And he knew her again no more. 
And it came to pass in the time of her travail that, behold, twins were in her womb. And it came to pass when she travailed that one put out a hand, and the midwife took and bound upon his hand a scarlet thread, saying, This came out first. And it came to pass, as he drew back his hand, that, behold, his brother came out. And she said, Wherefore hast thou made a breach for thyself? Therefore his name was called Perez. And afterward came out his brother, that had the scarlet thread upon his hand. And his name was called Zerah. End of chapter 38 Chapter 39 And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh's, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hand of the Ishmaelites that had brought him down thither. And Jehovah was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master the Egyptian. And his master saw that Jehovah was with him, and that Jehovah made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found favor in his sight, and he ministered unto him, and he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had he put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he made him overseer in his house, and over all that he had, that Jehovah blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of Jehovah was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not aught that was with him save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was comely and well favored. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. But he refused, and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master knoweth not what is with me in the house, and he hath put all that he hath into my hand. He is not greater in this house than I, neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And it came to pass, as she spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. And it came to pass about this time that he went into the house to do his work, and there was none of the men of the house there within. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand, and fled, and got him out. And it came to pass, when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand, and was fled forth, that she called unto the men of her house, and spake unto them, saying, See, he hath brought in a Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass, when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment by me, and fled, and got him out. And she laid up his garment by her, until his master came home. And she spake unto him according to these words, saying, The Hebrew servant, whom thou hast brought unto us, came in unto me to mock me. And it came to pass, as I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment by me, and fled out. And it came to pass, when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spake unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant to me, that his wrath was kindled, and Joseph's master took him, and put him into the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in the prison. But Jehovah was with Joseph, and showed kindness unto him, and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. 
And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison, and whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, because Jehovah was with him, and that which he did, Jehovah made it to prosper. End of chapter 39 Chapter 40 And it came to pass after these things, that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker offended their lord the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was wroth against his two officers, against the chief of the butlers, and against the chief of the bakers. And he put them in ward in the house of the captain of the guard, into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he ministered unto them, and they continued a season in ward. And they dreamed a dream, both of them, each man his dream in one night, each man according to the interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were bound in the prison. And Joseph came in unto them in the morning, and saw them, and behold, they were sad. And he asked Pharaoh's officers, that were with him in ward in his master's house, saying, Wherefore look ye so sad to-day? And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell it me, I pray you. And the chief butler told his dream to Joseph, and said to him, in my dream, behold, a vine was before me, and in the vine were three branches, and it was as though it budded, and its blossoms shot forth, and the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes, and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said unto him, this is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Within yet three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head, and restore thee unto thine office. And thou shalt give Pharaoh's cup into his hand, after the former manner, when thou wast his butler. But have me in thy remembrance, when it shall be well with thee, and show kindness, I pray thee, unto me, and make mention of me unto Pharaoh, and bring me out of this house. For indeed I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews, and here also have I done nothing that they should put me into the dungeon. When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said unto Joseph, I also was in my dream, and behold, three baskets of white bread were on my head, and in the uppermost basket there was of all manner of baked food for Pharaoh, and the birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. And Joseph answered and said, This is the interpretation thereof. The three baskets are three days. Within yet three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head from off thee, and shall hang thee on a tree, and the birds shall eat thy flesh from off thee. And it came to pass the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast unto all his servants, and he lifted up the head of the chief butler, and the head of the chief baker among his servants, and he restored the chief butler unto his butlership again and he gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker, as Joseph had interpreted to them. Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgot him. End of chapter 40 Chapter 41 And it came to pass, at the end of two full years, that Pharaoh dreamed, and behold, he stood by the river, 
and behold there came up out of the river seven kine well-favoured and fat-fleshed and they fed in the reed-grass and behold seven other kine came up after them out of the river ill-favoured and lean-fleshed and stood by the other kine upon the brink of the river and the ill-favoured and lean-fleshed kine did eat up the seven well-favoured and fat kine so pharaoh awoke and he slept and dreamed a second time and behold seven ears of grain came up upon one stalk rank and good and behold seven ears thin and blasted with the east wind sprung up after them and the thin ears swallowed up the seven rank and full ears and pharaoh awoke and behold it was a dream and it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled and he sent and called for all the magicians of egypt and all the wise men thereof and pharaoh told them his dream but there was none that could interpret them unto pharaoh then spake the chief butler unto pharaoh saying i do remember my faults this day pharaoh was wroth with his servants and put me in ward in the house of the captain of the guard me and the chief baker and we dreamed a dream in one night i and he we dreamed each man according to the interpretation of his dream and there was with us there a young man a hebrew servant to the captain of the guard and we told him and he interpreted to us our dreams to each man according to his dream he did interpret and it came to pass as he interpreted to us so it was me he restored unto mine office and him he hanged then pharaoh sent and called joseph and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon and he shaved himself and changed his raiment and came in unto pharaoh and pharaoh said unto joseph i have dreamed a dream and there is none that can interpret it and i have heard say of thee that when thou hearest a dream thou canst interpret it and joseph answered pharaoh saying it is not in me god will give pharaoh an answer of peace and pharaoh spake unto joseph in my dream behold i stood upon the brink of the river and behold there came up out of the river seven kine fat-fleshed and well-favoured and they fed in the reed-grass and behold seven other kine came up after them poor and very ill-favoured and lean-fleshed such as i never saw in all the land of egypt for badness and the lean and ill-favoured kine did eat up the first seven fat kine and when they had eaten them up it could not be known that they had eaten them but they were still ill-favoured as at the beginning so i awoke and i saw in my dream and behold seven ears came up upon one stalk full and good and behold seven ears withered thin and blasted with the east wind sprung up after them and the thin ears swallowed up the seven good ears and i told it unto the magicians but there was none that could declare it to me and joseph said unto pharaoh the dream of pharaoh is one what god is about to do he hath declared unto pharaoh the seven good kine are seven years and the seven good ears are seven years the dream is one and the seven lean and ill-favoured kine that came up after them are seven years and also the seven empty ears blasted with the east wind they shall be seven years of famine that is the thing which i spake unto pharaoh what god is about to do he hath showed unto pharaoh behold there come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of egypt and there shall arise after them seven years of famine 
and all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine shall consume the land, and the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of that famine which followeth, for it shall be very grievous. And for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh. It is because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Now therefore let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise, and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this, and let him appoint overseers over the land, and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years, and let them gather all the food of these good years that come, and lay up grain under the hand of Pharaoh for food in the cities, and let them keep it. And the food shall be for a store to the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land perish not through the famine. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh, and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, Forasmuch as God hath showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled, only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his signet ring from his hand, and put it upon Joseph's hand, and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen, and put a gold chain about his neck. And he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had, and they cried before him, Bow the knee! And he set him over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without thee shall no man lift up his hand or his foot in all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name zephanath paneah and he gave him to wife Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On. And Joseph went out over the land of Egypt. And Joseph was thirty years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh, and went throughout all the land of Egypt. And in the seven plenteous years the earth brought forth by handfuls. And he gathered up all the food of the seven years which were in the land of Egypt, and laid up the food in the cities. The food of the field, which was round about every city, laid he up in the same. And Joseph laid up grain as the sand of the sea, very much until he left off numbering, for it was without number. And unto Joseph were born two sons, before the year of famine came, whom Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, bare unto him. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. For said he, God hath made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. And the name of the second called he Ephraim. For God hath made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. And the seven years of plenty that was in the land of Egypt came to an end and the seven years of famine began to come, according as Joseph had said. And there was famine in all lands, but in all the land of Egypt there was bread. And when all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. And Pharaoh said unto all the Egyptians, Go unto Joseph, what he saith to you do. And the famine was over all the face of the earth, and Joseph opened all the storehouses, and sold unto the Egyptians, 
and the famine was sore in the land of Egypt. And all countries came into Egypt to Joseph to buy grain, because the famine was sore in all the earth. End of chapter 41 Chapter 42 Now Jacob saw that there was grain in Egypt, and Jacob said unto his sons, Why do ye look one upon another? And he said, Behold, I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Get you down thither, and buy for us from thence, that we may live and not die. And Joseph's ten brethren went down to buy grain from Egypt. But Benjamin, Joseph's brother, Jacob sent not with his brethren, for he said, Lest peradventure harm befall him. And the sons of Israel came to buy among those that came, for the famine was in the land of Canaan. And Joseph was the governor over the land. He it was that sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brethren came and bowed down themselves to him with their faces to the earth. And Joseph saw his brethren, and he knew them, but made himself strange unto them, and spake roughly with them. And he said unto them, Whence come ye? And they said, From the land of Canaan to buy food. And Joseph knew his brethren, but they knew not him. And Joseph remembered the dreams which he dreamed of them, and said unto them, Ye are spies, to see the nakedness of the land ye are come. And they said unto him, Nay, my lord, but to buy food are thy servants come. We are all one man's sons, we are true men, thy servants are no spies. And he said unto them, Nay, but to see the nakedness of the land ye are come. And they said, We thy servants are twelve brethren, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And behold, the youngest is this day with our father, and one is not. And Joseph said unto them, That is it that I spake unto you, saying, Ye are spies. Hereby ye shall be proved by the life of Pharaoh, ye shall not go forth hence, except your youngest brother come hither. Send one of you, and let him fetch your brother, and ye shall be bound, that your words may be proved, whether there be truth in you, or else by the life of Pharaoh surely ye are spies. And he put them all together into ward three days. And Joseph said unto them the third day, This do and live, for I fear God. If ye be true men, let one of your brethren be bound in your prison-house, but go ye, carry grain for the famine of your houses, and bring your youngest brother unto me. So shall your words be verified, and ye shall not die. And they did so. And they said one to another, we are verily guilty concerning our brother, in that we saw the distress of his soul when he besought us, and we would not hear. Therefore is this distress come upon us. And Reuben answered them, saying, Spake I not unto you, saying, Do not sin against the child, and ye would not hear? Therefore also, behold, his blood is required." and they knew not that Joseph understood them, for there was an interpreter between them. And he turned himself about from them, and wept. And he returned to them, and spake to them, and took Simeon from among them, and bound him before their eyes. Then Joseph commanded to fill their vessels with grain, and to restore every man's money into his sack and to give them provision for the way. And thus was it done unto them. And they laded their asses with their grain, and departed thence. And as one of them opened his sack, to give his ass provender in the lodging-place, he espied his money. And behold, it was in the mouth of his sack. 
And he said unto his brethren, My money is restored, and, lo, it is even in my sack. And their heart failed them, and they turned trembling one to another, saying, What is this that God hath done unto us? And they came unto Jacob their father, unto the land of Canaan, and told him all that had befallen them, saying, The man, the lord of the land, spake roughly with us, and took us for spies of the country. And we said unto him, We are true men, we are no spies. We are twelve brethren, sons of our father. One is not, and the youngest is this day with our father in the land of Canaan. And the man, the lord of the land, said unto us, Hereby shall I know that ye are true men. Leave one of your brethren with me, and take grain for the famine of your houses, and go your way, and bring your youngest brother unto me. Then shall I know that ye are no spies, but that ye are true men. So will I deliver you your brother, and ye shall traffic in the land." And it came to pass, as they emptied their sacks, that, behold, every man's bundle of money was in his sack. And when they and their father saw their bundles of money, they were afraid. And Jacob their father said unto them, Me have ye bereaved of my children. Joseph is not, and Simeon is not, and ye will take Benjamin away. All these things are against me. And Reuben spake unto his father, saying, Slay my two sons, if I bring him not to thee. Deliver him into my hand, and I will bring him to thee again. And he said, My son shall not go down with you, for his brother is dead, and he only is left. If harm befall him by the way in which ye go, then will ye bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to Sheol. End of chapter 42 Chapter 43 And the famine was sore in the land, and it came to pass, when they had eaten up the grain which they had brought out of Egypt, their father said unto them, Go again, buy us a little food. And Judah spake unto him, saying, the man did solemnly protest unto us, saying, Ye shall not see my face, except your brother be with you. If thou wilt send our brother with us, we will go down and buy thee food. But if thou wilt not send him, we will not go down. For the man said unto us, Ye shall not see my face, except your brother be with you. And Israel said, Wherefore dealt ye so ill with me as to tell the man whether ye had yet a brother? And they said, The man asked straightly concerning ourselves and concerning our kindred, saying, Is your father yet alive? Have ye another brother? And we told him according to the tenor of these words, Could we in any wise know that he would say, Bring your brother down? And Judah said unto Israel his father, Send the lad with me, and we will arise and go, that we may live and not die, both we and thou, and also our little ones. I will be surety for him. Of my hand shalt thou require him. If I bring him not unto thee, and set him before thee, then let me bear the blame forever." For except we had lingered, surely we had now returned a second time. And their father Israel said unto them, If it be so now, do this. Take of the choice fruits of the land in your vessels, and carry down the man a present, a little balm and a little honey, spicery and myrrh, nuts and almonds, and take double money in your hand, and the money that was returned in the mouth of your sacks carry again in your hand. Peradventure it was an oversight. Take also your brother, and arise, go again unto the man, 
and God Almighty give you mercy before the man, that he may release unto you your other brother and Benjamin. And if I be bereaved of my children, I am bereaved. And the men took that present, and they took double money in their hand, and Benjamin, and rose up and went down to Egypt, and stood before Joseph. And when Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of his house, Bring the men into the house, and slay, and make ready, for the men shall dine with me at noon. And the man did as Joseph bade, and the man brought the men to Joseph's house. And the men were afraid, because they were brought to Joseph's house. And they said, Because of the money that was returned in our sacks, at the first time are we brought in, that he may seek occasion against us, and fall upon us, and take us for bondmen, and our asses. And they came near to the steward of Joseph's house, and they spake unto him at the door of the house, and said, O oh, my lord, we came indeed down at the first time to buy food, and it came to pass when we came to the lodging-place that we opened our sacks, and behold, every man's money was in the mouth of his sack, our money in full weight, and we have brought it again in our hand, and other money have we brought down in our hand to buy food. We know not who put our money in our sacks. And he said, Peace be to you, fear not. Your God and the God of your father hath given you treasure in your sacks. I had your money. And he brought Simeon out unto them. And the man brought the men into Joseph's house, and gave them water. And they washed their feet, and he gave their asses provender. And they made ready the present against Joseph's coming at noon, for they heard that they should eat bread there. And when Joseph came home, they brought him the present which was in their hand into the house, and bowed down themselves to him to the earth. And he asked them of their welfare, and said, Is your father well, the old man of whom ye spake? Is he yet alive? And they said, Thy servant our father is well, he is yet alive. And they bowed the head and made obeisance. And he lifted up his eyes and saw Benjamin his brother, his mother's son, and said, Is this your youngest brother, of whom ye spake unto me? And he said, God be gracious unto thee, my son. And Joseph made haste, for his heart yearned over his brother, and he sought where to weep. And he entered into his chamber, and wept there. And he washed his face, and came out. And he refrained himself, and said, Set on bread. And they set on for him by himself, and for them by themselves, and for the Egyptians that did eat with him by themselves, because the Egyptians might not eat bread with the Hebrews, for that is an abomination unto the Egyptians. And they sat before him, the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth, and the men marveled one with another. And he took and sent messes unto them from before him, but Benjamin's mess was five times so much as any of theirs. And they drank, and were merry with him. End of chapter 43 Chapter 44 And he commanded the steward of his house, saying, Fill the men's sacks with food, as much as they can carry, and put every man's money in his sack's mouth, and put my cup, the silver cup, in the sack's mouth of the youngest, and his grain money. And he did according to the word that Joseph had spoken. As soon as the morning was light, the men were sent away, they and their asses. And when they were gone out of the city, and were not yet far off, 
Joseph said unto his steward, Up, follow after the men, and when thou dost overtake them, say unto them, Wherefore have ye rewarded evil for good? Is not this that in which my Lord drinketh, and whereby he indeed divineth? Ye have done evil in so doing. And he overtook them, and he spake unto them these words. And they said unto him, Wherefore speaketh my Lord such words as these? Far be it from thy servants that they should do such a thing. Behold, the money which we found in our sacks' mouths we brought again unto thee out of the land of Canaan. How then should we steal out of thy Lord's house silver or gold? With whomsoever of thy servants it be found, let him die, and we also will be my Lord's bondmen. And he said, Now also let it be according unto your words. He with whom it is found shall be my bondman, and ye shall be blameless. Then they hasted and took down every man his sack to the ground, and opened every man his sack. And he searched, and began at the eldest, and left off at the youngest. And the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. Then they rent their clothes, and laded every man his ass, and returned to the city. And Judah and his brethren came to Joseph's house, and he was yet there. And they fell before him on the ground. And Joseph said unto them, What deed is this that ye have done? Know ye not that such a man as I can indeed divine? And Judah said, What shall we say unto my Lord? What shall we speak? Or how shall we clear ourselves? God hath found out the iniquity of thy servants. Behold, we are my Lord's bondmen, both we and he also in whose hand the cup is found. And he said, Far be it from me that I should do so. The man in whose hand the cup is found, he shall be my bondman. But as for you, get you up in peace unto your father. Then Judah came near unto him, and said, O my Lord, let thy servant, I pray thee, speak a word in my Lord's ears, and let not thine anger burn against thy servant, for thou art even as Pharaoh. My Lord asked his servants, saying, Have ye a father or a brother? And we said unto my Lord, We have a father, an old man, and a child of his old age, a little one, and his brother is dead, and he alone is left of his mother, and his father loveth him. And thou saidst unto thy servants, Bring him down unto me, that I may set mine eyes upon him. And we said unto my lord, The lad cannot leave his father, for if he should leave his father, his father would die. And thou saidst unto thy servants, Except your youngest brother come down with you, ye shall see my face no more. And it came to pass, when we came up unto thy servant, my father, we told him the words of my Lord. And our father said, Go again, buy us a little food. And we said, We cannot go down. If our youngest brother be with us, then we will go down for we may not see the man's face, except our youngest brother be with us. And thy servant, my father, said unto us, Ye know that my wife bare me two sons, and the one went out from me, and I said, Surely he is torn in pieces, and I have not seen him since. And if ye take this one also from me, and harm befall him, ye will bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to Sheol. Now therefore, when I come to thy servant my father, and the lad is not with us, seeing that his life is bound up in the lad's life, it will come to pass, when he seeth that the lad is not with us, that he will die. And thy servants will bring down the gray hairs of thy servant our father with sorrow to Sheol. For thy servant became surety for the lad unto my father, saying, 
if I bring him not unto thee, then shall I bear the blame to my father for ever. Now therefore, let thy servant, I pray thee, abide instead of the lad, a bondman, to my lord, and let the lad go up with his brethren. For how shall I go up to my father, if the lad be not with me, lest I see the evil that shall come on my father? End of chapter 44